Flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Alright, so this is the Flogcast for round 21. The emotionally checked out tiger from Richmond Starburns is here. And I'm joined by the Clayton Oliver of Mods from St Kilda Cookson. It's been far too cold last week. From Collingwood we have... The head of security on the white Collingwood thread, Morgan Ashley. Hello. Well, that was quiet. You don't sound too <laughs> upbeat considering the result on the weekend. What can I say? My team won and my team lost. <laughs> I thought having a draw was like dancing with your sister. Thanks, Dennis. And we have joining us also the number one exporter of baby formula from Hawthorne Penal. Joining you live from the islands of Samoa. Oh, no, sounds just, like just it. Come from, just come from watching Survivor, obviously. So No spoiler alert. I've still got 10 minutes to go. See, I, I specifically uh, wanted to watch it before I rocked up because I wanted to avoid the possibility of getting spoiled. No, our teach isn't here anymore, mate. <laughs> no, it, it's good. It's just it's funny that I wanted to avoid getting spoiled, like with the Velcro wallet thing last week, and then um, <laughs> Borgs hasn't watched it anyway. So, all good, though. Goo or tears? What have we got? I'm going to have goo. The, the 2018 Rising Star winner, Brandon White. Who? St Kilda Plaque came in, played really well. Third game, just put money on next year. He's going to make Ryan Burton look like, I don't know, some shit player. Shay Bolton's going to win it next year, mate. Brandon right. White. Next week, this guy will be Cookie's tears. Yeah, next week he'll be shit for cost him the final spot that they nearly got. He's um, a young player. He can be forgiven easily. Kiss of death from Cookson. <laughs> what you what you doing, Nathan Freeman, and never playing? <laughs> well, he might win the Rising Star, but then he you know turn into more of a Reese Palmer than a um, um, Nick Revolt. Well, we used pick forty on him, so doesn't really matter. Yeah. So, what did he do? To earn your goo. He just played really well, had a beautiful left foot, created a lot of things off half-back, and generally was a massive improvement over Sam Gilbert, but then again, that's not saying much. There's literally, well, you're probably an improvement over Sam Gilbert, Starburns. Well, I would never take photos of my teammates' junk, so I guess so. But he wouldn't bang a schoolgirl, so... No, exactly right. You finished? Uh, yeah, for now. Yeah. Anyone else he's better than? Do you want to call him better than Nick Revolt before he's... He could be. How do we know what the future will end up? Apart from that one call. I got tears. I got tears for the death of the tackle. Oh, weren't you last week on board with all this danger field bullshit? No, I just wanted to watch the world burn. Yeah. Oh. But but now no oh, one seems to care. Oh, the world, but not all the world, but Collingwood. No, no one seems to care now. No one seems to care about Brody Grundy missing out on possible Brownlow. No one gives a fuck. Nobody cared about Kirby Stevens. Pedersen's going to beat him. Pedersen's not going to beat anyone. <laughs> Pedersen couldn't beat him when they played each other. Good fucking break. Oh, what a fucking rot this stupid fucking rule is. You can't be given a free kick and then be suspended for the same action. Yes, you can because the umpire was wrong to pay a free kick. Have they come out and said that they were wrong for paying the free kick? Well, no, because the AFL don't do that with their umpiring. No matter how wrong it is, they don't do that. It's just accepted. You know, every bad free kick, oh, that was right. But they haven't said it was correct. They're not that brazen. I've got tears. I've got a lot of tears. I've got even more tears for the North Melbourne fucking dickhead supporters who booed Brody Grundy like he, like he was some fucking thug who punched him in the head. These... You fucking... Idiots. These are the same North supporters who cry a river of tears every time Jack Zebel gets cited for being dumb cunt when he attacks either the player or the ball or can't quite decide which one he wants to go at. Yeah, it wasn't a booing offence. It was not a booing offence. The guy is not a malicious footballer. It's not like he was fucking Jordan Lewis who punched Todd Goldstein in the head. It's nothing like that. And then he gets booed. I was just appalled. This rule's been around forever, though, and, like, I don't know why players... Like, I'm amazed that Grundy got two weeks and Mumford got one. That's piss poor. No, he got three weeks. Not two weeks. Three weeks down to two. Three weeks for that tackle is fucking absurd. 
he didn't need to slam him into the ground like that's just that's not necessary. But the they're two one hundred kilo people who were going forward. It's called motherfucking gravity. Yeah, you didn't need to help gravity. You could drag him down with him instead of throwing him into the ground. You could. There's other ways to go if about he's it. Leaning forward, you. It is not physically possible for him to pick him up and take him backwards. It's just not physically possible. Then they wrap both arms. I, I've no sympathy for Grundy. That that tackle's been illegal for four or five years now. Since Darren it's Milburn was playing. It's not three games illegal. It no. is not. No, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. He should have. When you compare what Mumford did to what Grundy did, and Mumford only got lucky because Max Gorn is, you know, made of sterner stuff than Ben Brown, and actually played out the game because Mumford lines Gorn up, gets him flush in the cheek with a shoulder, and gets one week because Gorn's a tough bastard, and Ben Brown got hit on the concrete Eddie had turf. I'm not one to injury troll or anything like that, but it didn't look that bad of a hit like he kind of hit the bottom of his face on the ground you saying ben brown's got a weak skull i don't know you'd think with all that hair it would have comforted <laughs> like a helmet hmm. maybe he should wear a helmet he couldn't wear a helmet he couldn't fit all that hair under a helmet well, well i'd like to see i'd like to see the hair sticking out from the gaps in the helmet like you know how caleb daniel's helmet's got those little you know it's made up of like strips sort yeah of. Yeah, I'd like to see Ben Brown's hair escaping from the helmet and sort of in this weird sort of... Um, it would be almost like big cornrows. <laughs> big ranger cornrows. He couldn't have cornrows. That would be cultural appropriation. Doesn't <laughs> the white guy have cornrows? Are you thinking the dreadlocks? Oh, no, a few have had dreadlocks. Yeah, Scott Penderbury had dreadlocks. If anyone was ever undeserving to have dreadlocks, does that come? Josh Thurgood? I thought Penderbury might have had the cornrows at one stage because he tied the dreadlocks back didn't he and it looked like it yeah Pendlebury's had some shocking hairdos I've also got tears for his commentary which was fucking boring it was about as attacking as you'd expect from someone who defends like him he was a fucking robot a robot would have done better worse since Basil Basil you could at least hate I just don't feel anything it's that bland so yeah worse than Basil I've got tears for Tom Papley in an era where we're getting guys getting suspended for things like tackles etc and that sort of stuff to be going over like a sack of shit like the way he did from one of the softest hits you'll ever see and actually getting and being a Richmond supporter where the beneficiaries of Mitch Duncan getting suspended but that was pathetic there is no way he should be suspended because Papley's made of fucking that typical Sydney stuff well it is a Sydney thing you look at Papley you look at Hanabry you look at Cola. Cola does Cola doesn't give calcium. It's brittle bones. Yeah. yeah. It's just like... having too much milk. <laughs> milk. <laughs> that was piss poor. There's been some stages this year and Clayton Oliver nearly got Schofield suspended, but I think everyone just agreed that Oliver took a dive and Schofield got off. But Duncan shouldn't be suspended for that. That was piss poor. From increasingly scummy little player performing the Hayden Ballantyne category of punchable heads at the moment from the small forward. Anybody else got anything to say on Papley? Don't need divers in the game. No. Fucking soft as butter. Pathetic little twerp. Alright, so I've got tears for Dan being right, which is never oh, a good feeling. Fuck off. Uh, because this this season is just completely shit house. And um Does it have anything yeah. to do with Hawthorne being bumped out of the season? No, it has it has to do with the fact that there were nine games of football this week and I reckon eight of them were completely unwatchable. So, honestly, what's e- what's even the fucking point anymore? We should have called it a day after round 10. Adelaide would have been declared the Premiers. We know Adelaide are going to romp it in from here on in anyway. So, yeah, it would have saved us all a bit of time. Adelaide can still fall in a hole. If Cookie jumps on their bandwagon, mate, they're fucked. Oh, he, he wouldn't do that to Rory again after already doing that to him like six times this year. He's learned his lesson. Uh, I'm not... We're not shit-fighting, but you're all fucking wrong. I didn't say anything. Well, yeah, well, you said it last week. You probably changed your tune because you won. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Any elaboration, anything further, Penal? you got sides like Western Bulldogs and Essendon scrapping to narrow, undeserved wins over shit-truck sides at a time where they're supposed to be tuning up for finals. Like, if you've got half the fucking top eight... Actually, I reckon... Seven out of eight sides are just making up the numbers in the top eight. Sorry. 
six out of eight. But you go down the list and say, look at Geelong, that are just garbage and carried by one man, and or two, two men, and two men alone, and they got no business being fourth. Port Adelaide are the weakest excuse for a top eight team ever. Sydney Swans are just... They can't even beat Hawthorne. <laughs> Western Bulldogs, worst reigning premiers ever. Yes, even worse than 209, even though they've won more games. They have less injuries and shit to deal with. And Essendon are just garbage. GWS are mentally weak. They're not going to do anything. And then the only real contenders you've got are Adelaide, who do everything right, and Richmond, who, despite having a team of C-grade potters, <laughs> they've got the best coach in the league, and he's he's single-handedly got them in contention. I'm not biting it. Like... It's just not a good season. No, nah, it's fantastic. You're wrong. Let's go into the recaps, and we'll begin with St Kilda have stayed alive with a win. Pretty good game in the end. I mean, the first quarter was a bit tight and close, but then the game opened up a bit. And, yeah, it was just a good win by us, doing it without Rewalt and a lot of the players standing up, probably with Sinclair and Steele leading the way. Apparently, 12 West Coast players had eight tackles between them. Doesn't surprise me. We were sort of on this a few weeks ago about how soft they are. Ahead of the curve again. Like, I just don't get how a team can be that soft. Like, they go to Etihad and they, and they play so wide of you like it's baffling like it was only going to go one way once it was close at the end too in that the team that the harder team was eventually going to come out on top and that's what happened like they've coughed up they've coughed up a few sneaky leads late last quarter leads this year and it doesn't really get mentioned because they're west coast but but it was again another lead they coughed up yeah. they were just outworked out hustled and then they started getting a bit well the west coast fans got a bit salty that well the noise of affirmation <laughs> Eternal doesn't friendship, exist. I believe it's called. Noise of affirmation doesn't exist outside of uh, Western Australia. Eternal friendship, Cookie. That is lies and slander. We can have banter, but not slander. Put it this way, I think the Eagles, they're fucked. They're going to need a rebuild and fast because their midfield is as bland as well, Scott Pendlebury's commentary, really. Their midfield is slow, their players are weak, and they only want to run one way. I've seen all this before. <laughs> is this a team of Pendlebury's morgues? No, he's not that slow. He just makes time go slowly, as we get told all the time. <laughs> well, it's because of all the basketball he played. West Coast should recruit some basketballers. Did he play basketball? I've never heard that. Yeah, no. Nah, it's a little-known little known fact, but Scott Pendlebury actually was going to be the next Michael Jordan, but he chose to play football. Because because if he had that fucking haircut in the NBA, he'd get beaten up. Yeah, that might. Yeah, that'd probably be it. He, ha- he can't have that sort of cultural appropriation. No. No, it'd be very, be very intensive. Ain't gonna take that shit from some scrawny, non-defensive white fuck. It's not even a scrappy white fuck. No, he's not gonna scrap like Dally or Bogut. He's gonna be fucking. And and. Judging by the reaction to his commentary, he's not going to troll like Bogut either. No, he's just going to bore people to death. <laughs> Imagine the great, interesting conversations that occur at his house with him and Alex. <laughs> the kid probably sleeps during the night just so he doesn't have to stay up and listen to <laughs> dumb fuck school. I'm not waking up to these two losers. No. I'm just surprised Scott Pendlebury had crazy enough sex to have a baby. It would have been the most boring vanilla missionary sex there's ever been. Wife, let's procreate. Being the unaccountable vlog that he is, I think it's safe to say only he got there. Yeah, and you can guarantee it was missionary because that never comes from behind. (laughs) This is is what we talk about on a slow week, people. (laughs) Yeah, how the Pendlebury's baby was made. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do we want to talk about how the St Kilda ones are made? <laughs> Can this be the title, How to Make a Baby with Scott Pendlebury? <laughs> Where did Pendlebury's come from? Stork. Oh, well, side bottoms come from some fucking weird joint. <laughs> <laughs> from the same gene pool. <laughs> but whilst we're on the subject yet, yeah, how babies made at St Kilda Cookson? Oh, out of wedlock. <laughs> <laughs> and without consent. With schoolgirls. Using the aftermath of the disco. They're all daughters too. I usually have a have a teammate, your tag team. Or well, David Armitage could just spit it out, I don't know. 
David Armitage is yet to have any babies, despite <laughs> being the cum dumpster of St. Kilda. <laughs> IVF St. Kilda style. Armitage, Armitage takes it in his mouth and spits it in the cup. And then Milne puts it inside you when you don't even ask. <laughs> While Sam Gilbert films the whole thing. <laughs> and Rewalt just looks on with that look on his face. I think we've scraped the barrel of this St. Kilda. West Coast game. Let's, let's let's go to well, we've sort of mentioned Collingwood and we've mentioned Grundy. Let's go to Collingwood versus North. Oh god. If the Pendlebury's don't put you to sleep, this game would off. Well, North North are back. I think we can confirm. Dan's been saying North were tanking before that and that's not true. But I think we can confirm this week they were tanking with the inclusion of Todd Goldstein into that side. And they were struggling. They did start to play a little bit of better football when he went off concussed in the second half. <laughs> I, I, thought it was, um, I thought it was Tyson Goldsack. No, no, no. <laughs> Basil Zemplis and Luke Darcy uh, were adamant that it was Todd Goldstein. Even, the, even though he's wearing a Collingwood Guernsey, they swapped jumpers before the game was over. But it's definitely yeah. Todd Goldstein. And he holds the gold, apparently. Mm. Lucky it wasn't a Port Adelaide game. They would have really cracked the shits at not being identified as the right person. <laughs> Speaking of, how could you have picked any of them out when all when fucking seven of them were out of long sleeves like poofters? <laughs> Nothing says I'm not really here to play like wearing a long sleeve jumper. Which sums up Carlton's last how long? They've been wearing <laughs> long sleeves forever. Twenty first century. Sums up James Aish, always wears long sleeves. I'm not really here to play. I'm a bit chilly. But what do we have our Collingwood and North apart from the snooze fest that it was more and the Grundy tackle? And... Oh, well, they celebrated their 40 years since the premiership. That was pretty fucking boring. Uh, no one was really insulted on the banners. Oh, before the game, I've got a bit of a story. Before the game, I was we watched the VFL. That was great. A curtain raiser. Collingwood played Werribee, which was really good. Kale Kirby kicked five goals. Highlight. And I was sitting down where um, NL sits watching the VFL, and then we separated before the game started. But I was sitting down there, and he'd gone to the toilet. They were warming up, the Collingwood players, and a ball came over and landed next to me in the row. And so I picked it up, and I looked up, and there was Alex Fasolo. Like, right at the fence, I, like, went to handball the ball back and I had this, like, split second where everything stopped and I went, you're going to fuck this up. The ball's going to go backwards or something and he's going to just look at you like you are a fucking moron. I was like, please don't fuck it up, please don't fuck it up. Anyway, there was no one around in front of me so I couldn't hit anyone in the head or anything. I handballed it back to him and he's like, thanks. I was like, on your faz. And I thought, I wanted to yell out, you owe stubborn 30 <laughs> But then he might have been so, yeah, That was me brush with uh, Alex Rosolo on Saturday. And when he kicked his first goal, I claimed a goal assist for my handball. <laughs> so I probably had more stats than Ben Brown on Saturday. <laughs> oh, you do not discriminate with the injury trolls. They're usually quite harsh too. It's not just the ex-Collingwood player, Nathan Freeman. It's You should have heard me on Saturday night. When Tyson Goldsack came back on the ground, I was like, yes, I like much better football than Ben Brown. Look at him come back from <laughs> You're lucky there were no North fans there to get uppity. Although there was one guy near us who was a North supporter and he was like calling people flogs and I was like, this guy's on big footy. Calling <laughs> <laughs> people flogs and muffets and shit. I was like, this is going to be good. But then they didn't kick golf for ages, so it didn't say much. Uh, anything else out of this game? No. no, it was pretty boring. Jordan Dugowie was good again. Oh, do you want to mention that North had the competition to begin the game? To kick it, hit the post, apparently. Oh, at quarter time, they had a, yeah, a guy won a raffle that wasn't Boomer. <laughs> so he won a raffle and won a car, and they gave, then they gave him the opportunity to have a shot and try and hit the right goal post. Anyway, he had a shot. He didn't hit it. But they said that all the players at training had all tried to take the shot, and only one of them did it. And, of course, it was fucking Marley Williams because goal-kicking at Collingwood. <laughs> so he he hit it, but he didn't win a million dollars because <laughs> I want to say North pay him a million dollars. North paying up a million dollars, like, that would be, like, installments and fucking... It must have been from Mazda. I honestly would have thought a North 
Like, if North were doing a competition like that, I honestly, considering the raffles and the paying out of money, I honestly would have thought there would be, like, carny games. Well, like, I couldn't... Well, I, I didn't hear the first part of it where he'd already won the car. So when they're like, oh, you didn't hit the you didn't hit the post and win the million dollars, but you won a car, I was like, what do you mean he won a car? Like, <laughs> going close like, enough. He didn't, he didn't do anything. I thought they were going to give him, like, a $100 fuel voucher or something shit. And they gave him a car. I was like, What? fuck is this that's not bad like at fucking richmond they give out either 50 100 or 200 you got to race 100 meters you got to race the scoreboard around and depending on how much you wager is how fast the thing goes so yeah a car's not bad from fucking north of all places yeah i was well i must have been a raffle or something i think but i was super surprised when they're like oh well you get the consolation prize of a mazda 3 i was like Fuck. I honestly would have thought Carney Games though with North. Like it would be it'd be like kick it into the barrel, but the barrel is too thin to fit a football in. So it's always gonna it's never it's always gonna bounce off the rim or just something like that. Just another way to dodge it, like giving Boomer all the tickets in the raffle and placing him right next to it. It would have been sick if Boomer won the raffle and then I did the post or something. <laughs> but instead, he slots it and then he's like celebrating and he's like, I still got it. And all the North Fuck supporters you, cheer and say it's the greatest thing. Like, oblivious to the scam because it's Boomer. He can do whatever he wants. I think we're up to Carlton versus Essendon, which... God, Carlton, why can't you just do the right thing for once? Because they're shit. I blame all the fucking soft cocks wearing long sleeve jumpers on a day game. Relying on uh, Levi Casbolt to uh, kick a goal to win the game for your side is generally not going to end well. No, but it, it's almost like his season's been building to this. Like, he's been kicking all the ones that don't matter. The ones that don't matter, he's been kicking them straight, and then finally one comes along that does. You're like fucking Isaac Smith. <laughs> he also dropped a fucking sitter in the goal square, too, that probably could have put them, like, I think 16 points up. They never Ooh. should have after they got 10 points in front in that last quarter. They should have fucking buried them from there, and they didn't. They'd have stopped. Dan would be proud. Carlton are not a good side, but goddamn, they can make you play bad football. They bring you down to their level. This is Essendon's level. <laughs> it was on show against the Dogs. It was on show against Brisbane. That's their level. I'd say the St Kilda game is more of a fluke than any of the sure. other ones. And, well, really, if you're giving games and prominent game time to Kale Hooker, who might be just about the worst footballer in the competition... <laughs> Getting a Josh Green. Game. Josh Joe Green. Watson. Joe Watson, yeah. 2017 edition is the worst guy getting a regular game yeah, I think for a long time. On that count. Um, but Hooker's pretty close. That guy's atrocious, and really, there is no football gods that if he was allowed to kick that last one. He didn't deserve to kick that last one. He's shitful. I got nothing else. Anyone else? Close game, but nothing really happened. I mean, Carlton is shit. Essendon are meh. Go away, Essendon. No one likes you still. You're still stinky. Let's move on to something that might please Penny a little bit more. And Geelong losing to the Colas. Oh, yeah. I mean, Geelong losing is always good, but it still wasn't watchable after quarter time because it just descended into the usual fucking Sydney rugby. I can't really think of much out of this game. It was, it was a pretty poor Friday night game. Other than uh, Selwood getting injured and uh, Hawkins and Duncan getting suspended, bold Geelong thugs. Um, oh. There's nothing really noteworthy out of it. Hawkins being really angry recently. They must have forced him onto a diet or something. You're not you when you're hungry. Well, they 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 didn't end up handing out those. Uh, was it the free KFC vouchers or whatever yeah, that was? Yeah, they so... didn't miss any in the last quarter. No, no animal oh. faults. Um, only from Geelong. That's not good enough. It was not the best game to watch, if I'm being honest. There was no rhyming Brian. That was probably a bit disappointing. BT was BT was sick. I think he had a, a stomach bug. Cool. Must have copped a, uh, copped a cheap shot to the guts from one of the Geelong thugs before the game, I bet. I was going to say, he probably had some bad food just to avoid speaking to those dull Sydney players again. Well, they wouldn't have let him speak to him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Harry Taylor gave him a dodgy ham to get back at him for that poofter gag. <laughs> the poing sock ham. It was pretty funny to see Geelong lose at their cheat ground again. Like, they, the, it, the Colas. If anyone can play a cheat ground well, it seems to be the Colas, because they can play every cheat ground. Um, oh, they're the masters of cheating. Mm. Just looking at the stats here, like, the most 
the most disposals from any Coles player was 23 and um, just shows that relying on a, a, a team and structure is um, always going to get you the chocolates more often than uh, relying on just one or two champion players. So You've got to give Geelong credit though. They, they play well for a team that's missing half their team. Yeah, and they're going to be missing the other t- half of their team for the next couple of weeks. So mm. hope they uh, enjoy the look of that loss column. Yes, maybe straight sets isn't on the cards because they won't finish top four. Poor Tazhawk. Richmond stayed top four with a win over Hawthorne. It didn't happen like was thought. I was in comfortable control of that game for basically the whole of it and probably should have won by more. I didn't watch this game. I was at the uh, casino yesterday. Oh, yeah. Family club playing pokey. No, I, I didn't do any gaming. I was having lunch at one of the uh, excellent restaurants there. Uh. Uh, yeah, well, I, I can inform you about what happened in the game, Pingle. Um, most of your players are very shit, and your youth were, apart, Ryan Burton played a good game, but the rest of your youth was pretty ordinary. A lot of your older players looked fairly cooked, and McAvoy got beaten by Ivan Soldo. So it was probably best that you didn't watch the game. And Josh Caddy kicked four goals. Yeah, Josh Caddy, 20, 30 and Ford, I think it was. Um, do you think he's ever going to have a game that good ever again? Yeah. Because looking at those stats, I don't think so. Maybe not that good, but he, he's put in some okay performances despite all the Geelong tears that they got some other flog for the pick that cost us fuck all. So, I mean, um, it just shows you that despite whatever Smasher says, Hawthorne continue to be Richmond's grand final, at least under Hardwick. We didn't really play it like a grand final, pretty comfortably in control. To be fair, pretty comfortably in control describes all of the grand finals that we won recently. <laughs> um, well, Frio, Frio lost it really against you, but that's another story. Uh, we, I mean, they, they were never going to kick, you know, more than about 60 points, so we just had to, to get the goals that we did on the board and, yeah, comfortably in control from there. One thing I do want to make note of is that um, Hawthorne had a few passengers, so they, so one one person decided to add to that tally. Right in the last quarter, Hawthorne kicked the goal, and there was a Hawthorne logo, presumably Hawthorne, because he came right out of their cheer squad and he waved to them as the security caught him without his shirt on. Oh, that that doesn't mean anything though. Like you often get the odd opposition logo. Uh, who's gets seated in the cheer squad? Oh, well, he, he he tried to take his pants off, so I think he's a Hawthorne supporter. As they're carrying him off, he tried he wriggled his pants down around his ankle. No, maybe he, maybe he was trying to take his uh, pants off to have a wank, which would mean he's a <laughs> Richmond photo. No, clearly, clearly, if he's out there, have a, nobody wanks like Hawthorne. No, but like the, the what about the Richmond guy that wanked in someone's house? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, touche. Hey, no, I just caught up. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was good. It was good. Good, yeah. It's always good when someone gets their comeuffins. Yes, she deserved her comeuffins. I'm happy with that. What a good day. Oh, That's what about the cookie monster penal? The cookie monster. <laughs> the cookie monster. <laughs> oh, my God. Throwing, throwing cookie crumbs onto, like... The old guy's, the old fat guy's chest to make it look like he's been eating all the cookies. <laughs> like nothing rubs in that I've been eating cookies and you haven't like throwing your crumbs over them when you're finished and they're asleep. Oh, it's just cruel. It's funny. That's probably what the Colas player did to Hawkins to piss him off so much. These poor bastards wake up covered in crumbs and probably have rats eating the crumbs on top of them. Anyway, sorry. Back to whatever boring football game we were talking about. Well, we're talking about the um, Hawthorne guy who streaked and tried to take his pants off. Oh, boss. Yeah, boss. Oh, boss. This is why he was asking us about our underwear last week. He he, he wanted to show us how many days he'd been wearing his. And according to Penal, he went out there to have a wank, which is a very, very boss thing to do, isn't it? Oh, it was... Okay, Filthy. I don't think it was. Filthy. I don't think I don't think it was the boys, but it could have been a relative of the boys, mm, like a cousin. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, he hasn't talked about any male cousins, but it could, he could have male cousins that could have been responsible. I just find it hard to believe that an honourable Hawthorne supporter would do something. Like that. <sighs> we got one more game before we hit the games that don't matter. The Giants rolled Melbourne. 
Mumford got lucky on the hit. Melbourne rolled over and are now outside the eight after all the progress made. They're probably going to finish roughly where they did last year, maybe with a win or two more. It's going to be quite fitting that Nick Rewald kills their season. Just It'll be fitting, because oh, that's well, going to happen. Melbourne to win now. No, they <laughs> GWS won that in the space of like 10 minutes in the first quarter. went bang, 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 bang. It was fucking crazy. Like, they showed that they're capable if they... Yeah, that was like the GWS we were expecting yeah. and saw for like six weeks at the start of the year. And they did it without their tall forwards and... But, yeah, they they almost took a better side without all of them in there, clogging up that forward line. But it, it's which one do you leave out? Like Cameron's far more agile, so you have to keep him in. Patton's been their best target, and then lobs the ruckman or the reserve ruckman. So it's yeah, I'd I'd drop Mumford and play lob number one ruck, and then just have Cameron and, and Patton sit in forward fifty. Because let's face it, and the fucking AFL media is starting to clue up to it. And I've been saying it for years, so has NL. Shane Mumford is fucking useless as a football player, and all he does is hit blokes. Sounds like Luke Hodge. But he's actually a gun football player. Like, he's got a scything left foot, uh, one of the toughest blokes going around, and I can't believe I'm still having to defend his (laughs) virtue after 305-odd amazing games. Thank you, EIMM. We'll find out just how much difference Mumford makes whilst he's out for next week. Games that don't matter. Look, Brisbane dogs anything from this? No. Brisbane probably tried, but they're just not good at football. Yeah, the only thing worth mentioning, I guess, was the Bob Murphy, Bob Murphy travelling emergency oh, thing. Oh, yeah, fair dinkum. It's just, I don't know, was that attention-seeking or, like, I guess he it could have been, like, when West Coast kept Sam Mitchell in the coach's box. Which obviously turned out well for them because they lost that game and they wouldn't have lost it with Sam out there. But I guess uh, Bob got the call up and so all as well. Maybe AA coach Beveridge sort of um, got a little bit hazy on what he was doing. I just don't understand why like people try and play smoke and shadows behind the mirrors with the emergency late changes stuff. Like The showdown, well, the Puffers got brought back to earth in the biggest way possible and the biggest stage they could have played on which was quite glorious. You're going to hate to be a Puffer supporter over in that shit all today. The most interesting part about this, though, was their banner, which, what did it say? Crow supporter checking list. You have your Chardonnay, the apricot slice, the knitting needles, and the banging. Uh, banging the on thing. the fence. And then, like, four points today without a cross. <laughs> yeah, because only Port Adelaide could fucking... Revel in the fact that you're not committing acts of vandalism. The Adelaide uh, Twitter account, I think, got back with they got back at them with a photoshopped version of the banner that had uh, four points today, tick, top four, tick, and overall showdown record twenty-one to twenty, tick. So yeah, the Puffers got blown the fuck out on and off the field. They lost the Twitter banter war as well. Look, this is probably the this is probably the game that has been coming for them. They were playing a top eight side, so I think everyone expected them to lose, but I don't think everyone expected them to lose that bad. Like this has sort of brought their percentage back down to somewhere more in line with their output over the season, and it shows that the Crows can be clinical when they're playing a team that's not really a contender as well. Oh, um, clinical! They should have won by about 150, and they would have if they hadn't fucking kicked a billion points. Did miss a bit. Yeah, four goals, thirteen at one stage. I mean, the only Port player that actually showed up was Robbie Gray, which probably is the exception to the long sleeve rule. But they're pretenders. Yeah, puffer pretenders. Mm. Then they've turned on um, the coach somewhat fierce, which is amusing timing because they're still probably you'd still think they're gonna they're gonna play finals, probably have a home final, kiss top four goodbye after that, but still. They're still in the hunt, and yet you've got everyone pretty much calling for the, the coach's head. They need to fill those barrels somehow. Rio <laughs> beat the Suns. I don't think there's anything out of this game. People watch the North Collingwood game to avoid watching this game. I'll put it like that. Wow, that says a lot. That was a pretty shit selection for the Saturday night. But anyone who looked at the fixture and went, oh, well, I better fucking watch the dog Saturday night. Like, 
you could see this coming a mile away. It was going to be an absolute shit show of a weekend. Talking points time. And, well, we'll begin with the GWS Giants being sued Cookson. Hmm. Quite an interesting case. I mean, sometimes when you get a membership, you get perks. And you enjoy these perks, but you never take them too much for granted. Because, you know, the club giveth, the club could taketh away. However, some Canberra GWS supporter is getting a bit shitty that he can't get free tickets. Yes, because that's that's automatically what you get when you get a membership. You get free tickets. Like, fuck me. Are they... Uh... <laughs> Just be happy you got some football, you cockheads. Next year, he's probably going to be very shitty when he finds out that, oh, why aren't there no more guest passes? I mean, you wonder why, you selfish dick. <laughs> this guy's going to ruin it for everybody. Like, because they, apparently there's no promises on this. It's just you apply for them and they give away 400 of them. Thanks to this guy, there's going to be none next year. It's good to see that the giant supporters are actually showing up and not needing fake tickets, like... What sort of cunt do you have to be to be sooking that your team's actually drawing a crowd? Who complains about the fact that people are turning up to watch their team? Me. <laughs> I hate it when it's hard to get a park and shit. You should play more games that Eddie had then. Yeah, no problems getting a park there. Or a seat. Is there a better food to snack on than strawberries? Watermelon during the summer. Chicken tendies. Kiwi fruit. I want snacks on a kiwi fruit. See, I thought that would be the reaction to chicken tendies, but no. <laughs> Penal goes the healthiest option and gets fucked. I said watermelon. No, that's true. That's cultural appropriation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cookie, you'd recommend watermelon and then fried chicken. Jeez. And then fried chicken. Be, be more weaker, would you? Cheese cookie, black foods matter. We know Scott Pendlebury's snack food of choice then. It's watermelon. <laughs> Only if it was like organic and pissed on by six goats or something. <laughs> like half chewed by a mountain fucking deer and spewed out. Six goats. So you're saying that um, the watermelon's there growing and Lee Matthews comes around, drops the dax and has a urinate on it? Yeah, six of them. Oh, six goats. Oh, by the way, the strawberries are only good if you put cream on them. <laughs> Whereas with the kiwi fruit, you can just eat it like that. Do you eat skin? Oh, fuck no. Okay. That's not as fucked up as up this. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on the GWS vlog? He's how I imagine Dan. Mm. <laughs> what, entitled and melty. <laughs> it's a very Dan thing. It just seems to me a Dan thing. I hope you had to catch a replacement bus home that can't. Speaking of Dan, I'm disappointed he's not here because our next talking point relates to him. They've banned smoking on the MCG concourse. Um, and I really wanted to know what he was doing about that. Is is Dan a smoker? Yeah, uh, yes, he smokes. So a bit disappointed he's not here. But anything on that? Seriously, is it not bad enough that smokers have to go outside? You took inside away from us. <laughs> Now you've taken outside away from us. Before, we couldn't smoke inside because people were eating, so we moved outside. Now everyone wants to fucking eat outside and we can't smoke out there. You know what? Stop eating outside. Go inside. They put those areas in for them, so fucking just leave the areas for them. Yeah, but there's some well, there's some entitled people who are like, oh, I want to sit outside, and then they well, complain that everyone's smoking, and then it's... Yeah, it's... well, if everybody's out there smoking, it's just fucking shit. It's just, that, be, that, be, that being said, at the football, I guess. These are the kind of people who, are, who feel entitled to a ticket. You're not entitled to fucking clean air. Go away. Well, yeah, but at, at the same time, I think banning... Smoking on the concourse altogether is an overreaction, but I think the uh, from the smoker's point of view, one should have a little more common courtesy and not smoke in a main thoroughfare and where there's large foot traffic and just go off to the side a little bit. And then maybe, because, you know, the, the nanny state loves to over-regulate everything. And you maybe know what? Just... Who the fuck else goes out at half-time except for the smokers? No, but after the game, like, I'm, like, I'm a smoker, I go out for a smoke quarter time, half time, whatever. That's how you find Dan Morgan. You should have gone out half time. After the game, when I go out and leave and I'm walking through the crowd, I will not smoke because those people are not out there to smoke. They're walking in their cars, whatever. There's kids around. I don't smoke when I'm walking through a crowd of people because I don't think that's considerate. 
The way people who smoke are treated is like we're second-class citizens. Now, most people who smoke are pretty considerate because you are stared at like you're a fucking one-legged hooker on the side of a road. Like, you are death-stared by people just for smoking. You know what, cunt? The tax I pay on those cigarettes pays for half the shit you do in life. So go fuck yourselves. Is the stigma that bad in Melbourne? But Because whenever I'm there, like... So many people are smoking that I feel the urge, like, to just take it up myself, <laughs> just almost out of peer pressure from everyone in public smoking, in, which is a lot more over there than in here. But well, that's because over that's in Perth, everyone's up. smoking pipes. Yeah, I guess fucking in everyone the, gave the up houses. the cigs. Everyone gave up the cigs when they discovered ice. <laughs> so I guess the, because what I was trying to say is not not everyone is that considerate. And if someone is going to light up in the middle of a crowd full of people, then, of course, it's going to prompt the overreactionary banning because there's nothing this country does as well as overreact to things and just ban stuff outright. But you know what? You're not allowed to kick a football on the concourse, right? No. So So where do you have to go to kick a football? Off with all the smokers. Mm. Is that where you want to send your kids? Because that's where you sent the smokers. So what the fuck are you supposed to do on the concourse? Nothing. You're not allowed to have any fun. And and the next chapter in this story is smokers are now banned from the the grass as well. Keep off the grass. It's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. Like, it's stand behind this line. I had a fight with a security guard about two months ago because he's like, you have to move back. I'm like, I'm behind the line. I'm standing right next to an ashtray. Like, I could butt my cigarette out and in it. And he's like, you have to move back. I'm like, but that's where the ashtray is. How am I supposed to put my smoke out? He's like, no, you can smoke it over there, but you need to put it out here. I was like, no, I'm not going to move. I'm next to the fucking ashtray. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Kick me out? I'm outside, you fucking moron. He's got the last laugh. Anyway, so he just stood there and made me uncomfortable and I smoked my cigarette and did not care and put it out. I was like, you fucking idiot. Thug life. Thug life. Pendlebury style. Well, yeah, I'm a real thug. <laughs> Nothing else on that? No. Stop ruining my life, you non-smoking fucks. Hey, eat a kiwi fruit instead of smoking. You'll feel better. <laughs> eat some fruit. I did. I had a bowl of strawberries. With cream. Oh, shut up, police. Are <laughs> hey, you the fucking fruit police? I'm going to write a letter to Nick Xenophon asking him to introduce a bill to ban cream. <laughs> Speaking of health hazards, we will discuss how St Kilda avoided, narrowly devoid, avoided an injury disaster this week thanks to an email from their club. Um, what was he? He was their, he's their club. High performance manager, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. He's the only one who realised that there was like flesh-eating fucking piranhas or some shit down at the beach, so they didn't do their recovery there. Yeah, I saw that, like, the 16-year-old kid that had his legs go- get eaten or something. Yeah, well, like... not eaten, but he was fucking bleeding everywhere. Yeah, like, could you imagine if St Kilda had a spate of injuries on the eve of finals? It would be sort of the St Kilda self, off-field self-sabotage that we've come to expect if there's six players withdrawn with dodge with eight-bitten... Flesh-eating feet. bacteria. Yeah, flesh-eating bacteria. Wouldn't be the first time that there's a uh, blood-related incident down at uh, St Kilda. <laughs> at least the last weren't sexually transmitted this time. Did Joe Danaher put his face in the water? <laughs> <laughs> Just to even things out? Yeah. Um, oh, it looks like he's been eaten by fucking flesh-eating lice. Maybe him and Patty Cruiser went there for a swim. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. And... The Perth Stadium's in the news again this week, and Penal's our man in Perth, so he might be able to provide us with extra information. But is there a bit of a shit fight developing over who gets the first game? Well, apparently it's due to be the Eagles because it's uh, obviously rotating every year and the Dockers opened the season in round one this year at Domain. So logic says the Eagles get round one home game next year and... Freo fans aren't too happy about that, and they are demanding a derby. Further to that, Fremantle Football Club's demanding a big game against the Victorian club. Neither side apparently wants a derby, according to the AFL website. So Freo actually just want to usurp the game. Oh, well, at least the fucking 
Fremantle fans on Bigfooty that I've been reading uh, have been reasonable, and I never thought I'd say those words, but here we are. <laughs> so if, if like, I, I, I get the Derby thing, and I get why the fans would want it, and it'd be a pretty awesome way to open the stadium, but if the club's gone out and demanding, like, a Frio home game against, let's face it, big, big Victorian club, they're obviously talking about Hawthorne, um, I, I just, that's, you greedy bastards. The fucking, know your place, Fremantle. Just like the fucking GWS guy. Just entitlement yeah. for no reason. Who do they think they are? Like, they're clearly the second rate club in Perth. What makes them think that they're going to get the first game there? <laughs> Feel sorry for us because we, we can't sell it out without the novelty of the first game? Please. Yeah, that's that's probably it. They like need to drum up a big occasion for it, just because. I mean, their crowds the last two years after they turned to shit have just been dreadful, and what an embarrassment! Like you're gonna have the new stadium, and it's gonna be like forty percent full, and it's just not gonna be a good look. So they want to drum up some interest by getting the first game, but surely like go for a derby. It'd be massive build up. Why don't the clubs want a derby? Like, they did it a couple of years ago to open the season and should do it again. Mm. Yeah, like, that would that would make sense, but neither club wants to budge on it. So, well, Fremantle, if you, if you don't want to submit to a Fremantle derby... Just, Fremantle just don't want to play their grand final in round one. <laughs> Is it even going to matter if the footbridge isn't built? It doesn't, it doesn't matter who you schedule there. No one can get to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, fucking, if, if, it, if it does get... Uh, changed, and it, they do schedule a Fremantle home game for round one, then you're going to have so few people there that not having a footbridge is not really going to matter. Mm. Everyone will just be able to drive, uh, take the train, or swim to the to the ground. Maybe they'll start giving out um, free tickets to members to take up, like GWS style, just to see if they can get people there. So, well, yeah, like that'll be their next attention-seeking attempt to pack the the, gra- uh, the ground. This one's more penal or everyone, but Sam Mitchell's retiring. Eagles legend. Yep. It is a shame that he won't get to retire in Hawthorne colours and retire um, alongside his great mate Luke Hodge. But I guess in a way it is fitting that the two of them go out together in the same year just because so much of their history and fate has been intertwined. Yeah, like how you gave him the ass from the captaincy and then you gave him the ass from the club. <laughs> it's all got to do with Hodgie. So, and it's intertwined. They can go out together, not playing final. I think Sam Mitchell is the guy that, uh, he's pretty circumspect about the whole uh, trade last year and I think he, he knows that he's in a good place with regards to his future coaching ambitions. So he has an open door uh, at Hawthorne, which he's welcome to walk back into a role, whether that be an assistant coach or senior, senior coach. coaching role in the future, whenever he wants it. But for, for the time being, uh, he will do some good work at, at West Coast to hone his skills. It's also fit, fitting that he gets to go out with uh, Matt Prittis as well. You know, two two of the greatest Brownlow medalists of all time going out yes. at the same club together. I think the uh, the in the last game at Domain Stadium, like, could you write a better script? No, not really. Who are they playing? Adelaide against the Premiers in waiting. Quite a spectacle, real fitting send off. Let's go to the questions. We'll begin with Smeghead wants to know: Has there ever been a worse banner in the crowd than the one from the Crows saying "It's a murder"? No. No. That, that's a terrible for anyone to have. But when your coach gets killed, oh. I don't care murder, what... It doesn't matter the, what a group of crows is called. Yes, it, you can't it would have, have made that. sense a few years ago because, yes, a group of crows is called a murder of crows. But surely, as of... Two years ago, that banner yep. should no longer be brought out. Just like the choir, it needed to be retired. <laughs> actually, actually, there's one exception to that. If you're playing against the Suns, <laughs> <laughs> in which case, just 
hold it up, I guess, if Gary Ablett kicks a goal. <laughs> it's just bad. It's just bad. If you ever had the banner at home and were like, yeah, this is the one I'm bringing today, choose the Eddie one. Choose something else. Jerk Jenkins. Yeah, choose, choose, choose life. <laughs> choose, oh, choose life. Don't choose murder. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't care if you have to borrow the our, our goods is your goods is good, but our bets is better from all the cult logos. It's still better than that. Go and make yourself a two crouches are better than one banner something. Anything. Anything but that. Or like three Rory's, one cup. <laughs> Our crouches are slick. Your couches are filthy. It's like St. Gilda having a banner with the you're going to get rape guy picture on it or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> they know we're coming with that face on it or something. <laughs> We'll ask the questions from other flogger. Now that the, uh, I'll find it. I think it was something like now that the tackle has died. What other sport will you be following next year? Coits. AFLX. Ski jumping. Dodgeball. Any reasons why we're following these things? Because I couldn't think you can dodge of... a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Football is AFL football is average and shit, and uh, ski jumping is anything but. <laughs> First sport that came to my head that's not mainstream. I'm following the NFL because I love concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to this week on the Bay. We'll start with Thread of the Week. David Schwartz's thread was pretty good. Uh, cheat cheat grounds. grounds. Yep. Yep. I do believe there was one from Mofra that wasn't bad either. Um, was that the Moral Brownlow? Might have been, yeah. I will emotionally support Richmond forever if they win today and in Horfy season live chat. <laughs> that was a good thread. Soft fuck parents make soft fuck kids. <laughs> and soft fuck parents support soft fuck football teams with soft fuck players like and, Tom Paplin. And have their kids play soft fuck sports. It's, it's been a Bradbury performance to sit forth on the ladder so far. Yeah, yeah, I vote for that one. Zanman reeling in the Geelong flogs without too much effort. Yeah, he didn't even bait the hawk, the dumb cunts. <laughs> We didn't end up closing this one as an injury trial. Warning, cheating and ducking can cause serious ankle injuries from William Wonka, which... Our fair thread play on. I know. Well, I, I think we should discuss that. Would so If Selwood didn't... It needs to be mentioned. If Selwood didn't duck, he would not have hurt his ankle. Have we agreed on that? Agreed. I seen it before uh, and I thought to myself, well, yeah, the, oh, the I'll second, calm you little bitch. The second one with Franklin was just a trademark, but... Oh, yeah, that, that's the one I saw. I yeah. didn't see the other one. Yeah, that was it. Was the bad one was the one where he tries to duck it, and it's just yeah, like you so, fucking idiot. I mean, you Richmond floggers, instead of fucking streaking onto the field, should try and work that into your banners next week. <laughs> I mean, that, that's fair game, I reckon. I would, I would say so. It, pro- it probably it's Selwood though. He's protected species from the umpires. He probably protected species with the AFL house when it comes time to check the banners, but it would be pretty lousy. So which thread we're giving it to? David Schwartz's. Uh, I'm on Zanman as well. Ah, fuck it. Melty Geelong flogs. Zanman can have it. Flog of the week. Just that flog. The one who was complaining about the, uh, well, the umpiring. What the fuck was his name? Dave123. Oh, the, um, the West Coast get Get casted outside WA thread. Yep. I want to nominate for his completely brazen bullying effort this week over, or should I say over the last 24 hours or so his absolute crusade to have Jasney hit with a Welch badge it is none other than Pack Lunch who's been very upset over Jasney's turn coding which we're all very aware of and does not know the difference between emotionally support and support and I think I think Pack Lunch needs needs a whack for that because to be fair to Pack Lunch. Uh, oh, here comes the goo. No, Jasney already had a Welch badge on her previous account <laughs> and then cancelled that and uh, made a new made account a new to get rid of the Welch badge. So really, uh, that I, I I thought Welch badges were meant to uh, to carry over to new accounts like uh, Tire Boys as Flog of the Year. 
Uh, they were, but Jasney got the Welch badge for not cancelling an account, I believe. You should know this, panel. <laughs> so, when is, so when is Shep allowed back on the bay? Why is Shep not allowed on the bay? Because he's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need, to, we need Teach to answer that question. Because he's a fucking cunt. No, no, nah, no. He's fuck a him, cunt. He's a cunt. <laughs> fuck him, stab that cunt. <laughs> But but sure but surely while uh well you could you could take the opportunity to reintroduce Shep discreetly while the chance of any such outburst is not there. Plus it's 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 always good to have you know another of your goo buddies rolling around. The goo. Who else do we have for Flog of the Week? Oh, yeah. I've got like a Legend of the Week. Legend of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> The guy that had the fight with pups. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. Gosha. On the soccer board, wasn't it? Yeah. Gosha, why does this pups loser keep quoting me? Lol, I don't even know who the fuck this cunt is. <laughs> I reckon go you pups is the type of guy that would go to Centrefold with his two virgin mates and wink at strippers. <laughs> That's, that's up. That's that's up there with Velcro wallets for a um for a well placed jab. We won't make it a regular thing, but that is that is a tip of the hat for certain. I tip the hat to you, I, God, well, I, I, I don't I, know I, you. I've never seen you before. I didn't see that thread either. I was just shown it, but I thoroughly enjoyed your melts at pups. Right. <laughs> I agree with him because it, it really would suck to be a toss. So, just whatever whatever vitriol he dishes out is deserved. And um, he he did pull a classic Richmond supporter. Uh, I have more money than you, card by referring to his one hundred and eighty-five thousand dollar a year salary, which uh, of Fucking course should allow allows him to afford luxuries like suits and beds. Oh, fucking what is it with these accounts? But I, I, I need to hat tip to uh to Fat Cat fifty six on the main board because he's he's proven himself consistently to be the smartest Geelong supporter on this entire site with such in- intelligent ideas as behinds and out on the full should be worth <laughs> six points. I saw that thread got deleted. It's 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 the same guy that that put out the uh what was it? Teams who make the finals should be banned from playing finals the next year. <laughs> Truly a visionary. Any other flog of the week, Noms? Because we didn't end, really end up with one. We just we just ended up with a couple of reverse flog of the weeks there. The opposites of flog of the week, the non-flog you know, of the week. It's for bullying. It can be for pack lunch. Oh, surely the West Coast umpire guy deserves it. Because, I mean, you guys get an armchair right every time you play it. Boobiaco, so fuck off. <laughs> Give it both, why not? Anybody else got any dishonourables? Just to pups for inducing that. <laughs> for pups. quoting that guy pups. all the time. Yeah, for quoting that guy and making him upset. <laughs> Next week's games. Who hasn't tipped yet? Me. Okay. Doggies Giants on the Friday. Giants. Colas Frio. Colas. Geelong Richmond at the shithole. Richmond. Oh, the Q clash. Oh, Gold Coast, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Essendon Crowbots. Oh, Crowbots. Eagles Carl Tank at Bubiaco. Uh, Weagles. Melbourne St Kilda outdoors at the G. Who gives a fuck? Hey. (laughs) Nah, Morgs, Cookie's already kiss of death then. Oh, Melbourne. Hawthorne North in the Tassie Derby. Or whatever they call it, the two heads couple. The battle of your mother and your sister. <laughs> That's She's just one person, person. On, the, on the trophy. <laughs> um, Hawthorne. And Port and Collingwood. Collingwood. You're going to make the finals from here, Morgs. Is that how you're going to beat them? No, because we don't have a fucking Ruckman because this league is rigged. <laughs> Who was the spud who taught Brody Grundy how to tackle? Jared Witts. <laughs> <laughs> Any extra stuff we want to add to this? No. Let's hope that, like, there's more than one decent game this round. 
I will watch Geelong Richmond, and I hope one of the. You don't play the Swans again, do you? No. That's a shame. I I I'm really just the most interesting thing of the last three rounds for me is trying to see if Dustin Martin gets suspended. Just because <laughs> it would it would be hilarious if potentially uh, Mitchell won the Brownlow after having the uh, the fourth most votes with uh, Dangerfield, Martin, and Merritt. Although Mitchell probably outpoll Merritt anyway, but. Uh, just see see how many uh, suspended players you can get ahead of him in the queue. Uh, well, it could easily happen with Geelong. They do have a few punchable heads down there, don't they? Andrew Mack. Mind, no, yeah. he'd come up and give a bitch push. Mackey, um, yeah. Jo- Joel won't be out there, but Scott Selwood will still be <laughs> out there and ducking. You'd yeah. just love to sit him on his ass, wouldn't you? Yeah. Thanks, Bruce. West Coast will ski at home, but I hope Kennedy kicks a bag just to shut up those uppity Essendon flogs who seem to be more interested in Danaher winning the Coleman than playing finals, that would be lousy. So uh, so would, would Ben Brown be expected to uh, to miss the game this week? He'd want to <laughs> miss fucking three. <laughs> well, well, that's I mean, not, I know that's not the, fair. Uh, he didn't but... do anything wrong. If he plays next week, I'll boo him. Oh. Are you going down to Tassie? No, my team's playing at the same time. Oh. Yeah, but I just just can't see North kicking more than uh, 40 points without Ben Brown out there. Oh, actually, I forgot something that I meant to mention on the Richmond game. Um, Jack Revolt has missed two now with his dodgy eye. Did anyone catch during the way? Apparently he went looking for a third opinion to see if someone would let him play. Now, I'm no medical expert, but I imagine after a while, if you keep asking all the doctors that are available, eventually you're going to come across Dr. Nick, who <laughs> just <laughs> just lets you just lets you go out there and play. Yeah, but doc- doctors are just used to giving people medical certificates to not have to work. They're not yeah. used to saying you can. Right, and I guess in this case, Dr. Nick would be the equivalent of Dr. Nick in the AFL is Bruce Reed, but... <laughs> or Dr. Peter Larkin. <laughs> It's... Yeah, fucking Doc Larkins' track record. Like, if yeah. someone goes off, he'll say, oh, now that's the season over. They'll be back fucking playing by by the end of the quarter. But if he says he should be right to go, that fucking career ending. <laughs> so, he's, Jay he's Gr- right he, he, so, in other words, he says Jago Amira is right to go. <laughs> in other words, he says Jago Amira will never play another game, oh. which, of course, means <laughs> Jago Amira will be back before the end of the year. <laughs> I heard him say that uh, Nathan Freeman's body was A-OK. So I think he's dead. Peak physical condition. (laughs) Yeah. Freezer's going OK. Freezer's going OK. Oh, another thing. It's Brownies on 50th this week. Brownies. Freezer. Freezer. Hasn't even played a game for you. (laughs) Fuck you. He's players nicknames, you fuck. His career's in the freezer. It's on ice. Put his fucking hamstrings in that freezer. That's why he's at St Kilda. He feels included and loved. Has a nickname. Included. He's not. We'll tell you what. He hasn't been included in the fucking <laughs> <That's> team. <22. laughs> As I says, we're patient. Two years, Cookie. Two years. Our medical staff know what they're doing. Yep. Two years. You haven't played in. Yeah, but his hamstrings are fine. Yep. Doctor Nick said it was safe to go in the water. It's in good oh! recovery. Guess um, he what? Torn hamstring in a minute. Fuck off. Oh, that was. Do you, you want concussion? Whoa. Oh, it's just a question. Call Peter. <laughs> Who's Peter? <laughs> Two meter Peter. Right. Peter White. Is that Jesse's dad? Stop it! You fuck. Would Doc Larkins diagnose Pendlebury's hair as culturally sensitive? <laughs> <laughs> what? Doc Larkins? I don't know. What is? Because Pendlebury had the fucking wigger hairdo. Yeah, I know he had wigger hair, but why would Doc Larkin <laughs> diagnose it? Fashion doctor. I don't know. Hey, she get the Mr. Bulldogs doctor. He looks like he's a doctor. Fucking <laughs> 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 Zimmerman. Yeah, Zimmo. Old, old Zimmo running with the dirty fucking 80s mo mullet perm combo. As if he hasn't been in 17 pornos, the filthy cunt. <laughs> And being from Footscray, they're probably shot in the back of a van too. He might not diagnose Pendlebury with anything. He might teach him a few different positions than a missionary. 
I don't know when the point ca- came where I turned on Penelbury. <laughs> I did used to love him. Oh, hang on. Another thing that we forgot in the talking points. Family reunion on hold as Swan signs on. Oh, yes. <laughs> Everyone at Collingwood's really upset that Sam Reed's not coming. <laughs> like, it's like the family reunion ne- you never want to have. What a shame. Would it, would, would it really be a reunion anyway if they're never in the team at the same time? I don't know. They, they, nah, they would be. They'd be together all the time in the rehab group. <laughs> be like, uh, could be like Andrew and David Swallow at North at uh, Gold Coast next year. Sorry. Well, no, nah, because Andrew would be fit, but he'd be in the kneeful. All right. Uh, this was the vlogcast for round twenty-one. Starburns joined by Morgs. Goodbye. AFL's dead. Cookson. AFL's alive. <laughs> Till next week. And penal. See you on the ski slopes next year. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.